This episode of Critical Hit is being brought to you by Loot Crate. With Loot Crate, you get collectibles, apparel, and a lot more from your favorite pop culture franchises delivered right to your door every single month. We're big fans of Loot Crate here at Major Spoilers, and we are excited every time a new Loot Crate comes in because we get a t-shirt, a figure, comics, stuff for your kitchen, a wide range of exclusive items you can't get anywhere else from fan-favorite franchises like Harry Potter, Marvel Comics, Fallout 4, Star Wars, and so much more. And you know what? You can get all of this for less than $20 a month. From bad guys doing good things for the wrong reason to good guys with questionable tactics, August is the perfect time to explore the anti-hero. Walk the hero-villain line with this 100% exclusive collection of items from DC Comics, Archer, Dark Horse, and Kill Bill that includes two great collectibles, a wearable, and of course, the monthly t-shirt. Also, don't forget the pin. That's right, for less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include license gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and a whole lot more. But here's the catch. You have until the 19th at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive this month's crate. But when that cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. You're going to have to wait until the next month. Now, we know that you want to get in on this deal, so make sure you head over to lootcrate.com critical. Enter the code critical to save $3 off any new subscription. That's right, lootcrate.com critical. Enter the code critical. Save $3 off. Sign up today and get with the anti-hero, everyone. It's so great to have Loot Crate as a sponsor because they do help offset the cost of bringing this show to you. Another way that we've been able to keep things going at Major Spoilers is through the support of fans like you. Yes, some wonderful fans all around the world have contributed over the years so that we can keep our server costs low or non-existent, so that we can pay our writers and our podcasters and a whole lot more. Now, many of you have said, Stephen, we would sure love to support you, but why don't you get on that Patreon and we'll be happy to support you that way. Okay, fine. We will. We are currently on Patreon right now. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. You can sign up there. You can get original art, free t-shirts, and a whole lot more. Go over, sign up today. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. For those of you that have said you've been waiting, there's no need to wait any longer. It's right there. Sign up. We can't wait to have you part of the fun. Now. Here's the moment you've been waiting for. Now, this moment that you've been waiting for. Critical hit. Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and sharing this episode with a friend. Oh, we are back. From wherever we were at. Well, I was having ice cream. Were you now? But then pretty much eh, probably 40% of the time you could say that about me on the podcast. There you go. All right. Rodrigo, where will we go this time? Hell. Oh, that's likely. And you're all coming with us. Yeah, hell is uh, weird in in this kind of... uh... In this setting, you guys have already been to one half of what would technically be considered hell. Oh, so uh, the Cerulean Grove wasn't that bad. I mean, uh, sure, it's the Feywild. Anyway, yeah. So last time on Critical, Critical Hit. Hit. Critical Hit. What did happen last time on Critical Hit? You got blowed up real good. There was sneaking and blowed up in. Oh yeah, that that wasn't really blowing up so much as like ink stained. Yeah, right. (laughs) Powdered. Um, 
It's like, wait, did I miss a session where we actually got blown up? I, was like, I played Little Sparkle that episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we we got information about a water tank that we're going to try to steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're hoping to use the tank to go through the water. And to get no. inside. Different no, kind I, of tank. I don't tank, think we're – yeah. Okay, I'm fine. Oh, it occurred to me, and before we go on this, I should probably uh, sparkle ask Randis to make a extra potion of invisibility that we could give to Lek to get him out. Good call. How much are those? Let me see how much those are. 1800 hmm. Gonna need a bit of money. <laughs> I give Randis a bit of money. Like 3000 3000 It only costs 1800 He's making two. <laughs> All right. What? Twenty. Oh, eighteen hundred. Never mind. Sorry, I was thinking eighteen thousand. Oh, <laughs> that'd be a very expensive potion. All right, I, I gave you three thousand. I don't need it. Worm <laughs> 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 folds his components back up and puts them in his bag. Well, I never. <laughs> So, uh, were you guys going to, like, try to scope that uh, tank out before you try and take it out or steal it or whatever whatever it is you guys are doing with it? Yep. I think the plan is to take out the crew and try to leave the tank intact so that we can use it to get into the area we need to be in. So we should try to find where the crew is and possibly where the crew is away from the tank so we can reduce the risk of them self-destructing or something like that. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Where do they keep these things? Um, we got that. It's a They're keeping it in a warehouse district where they clearly have some kind of secret base. Ah. But I, I can lead us there. It's in a uh, populated district, so we shouldn't have any problem getting into the area. Okay. Well, whenever you're ready and Randus is ready. Okay. So are we just going to go scope it out or are we also going to scope it out? And if everything's good, we're going to make the move, make the move. Yeah. Yeah. That one, considering we're tight on time. Okay. Great. Sounds good. We geared up. Go team sneaky. Don our hats. Yep. Everybody's got a hat now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own hat. And everybody's got a potion of invisibility, and some of us have a uh, breathing underwater spell potion. Yep. <laughs> All right, I will lead us to uh, Greywater. Dun, 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 sneaky. Dun, 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 sneaky. Which those who are more observant will notice is in the exact, it's in the same platform as uh, the nest where we had previously all gone together. Ah. Um, before you head out, uh, big teach will flag you down. Teach flag. Hey, what's up? So, uh, what are you all up to? Oh, <laughs> um. So basically, it turns out that the thing that they're working on requires some kind of special water, and they're shipping it into the Black Archives through uh, this special modified locust tank that they have stationed in gray water. So our plan is to go take out the uh, operator and guards of the tank and then use it to get ourselves in. And then from there, 
sneak into the archive itself with that uh, rune we stole. So you're going to do this? Yep. I see. And you've established contingencies with your ducklings? No. He, like, reaches over, uh, grabs his uh, little, like, he has kind of like a little medicine stick and stuff, and just, like, uh, grabs it, and then, like, gently bonks a little sparkle on the head. (laughs) You know, these guys aren't bros. No, I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know what what would you suggest. Well, they need to know what to do if things uh, get too chompy for them. Mm-hmm. Things get straight up baked, or uh, if you all get separated, they need to know where to go. I mean, you need to establish a place to go. We had all that stuff set up already, but. I'm guessing you haven't talked to them about that. No. I'm, it's hard enough to get them to walk in a straight line. Uh, well, from what I hear, this could very well just roll you into actually assaulting the Black Archives. So you probably want to work on that. And especially you might want to work on the steps of the plan and make sure that everybody knows exactly what's happening, at least what you expect to be happening and what should be done if that changes. So good idea. Um, I don't suppose you'd be willing to do any type of uh, spiritual surveillance for us. Watch out for chompers. Let us know if things are uh, baking fresh. I can't, but I'm not going to be able to get into that platform. Mm. Mm. I haven't heard anything different. I haven't heard anybody. I haven't heard any complaints coming from that plate, but that plate was basically constructed wholesale. Um, any natural spirits uh, were either evicted when things were built or are having a fine enough time living in the sewers or the sky above and don't seem to be uh, the regular operations don't seem to have been interrupted any more than they are when any part of the city is built. So as far as I know, the coil doesn't have any sort of spiritual super weapon hanging out anywhere in there. Well, that's Um, good to know. That's about all I can tell you. Um, Once you are in there, I can also tell you that communicating with spirits shouldn't be too difficult. I've talked to spirits who have been in that area. Hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, the, the part of that I'm still rough on is our extraction plan. I, ideally, I guess we get our guy, get him back in the, uh, the tank and get out of there. Um, but that's a lot of if, uh, I don't know enough about their, they've got these churny things that keep people from extracting through the sewers, which would be a good backup plan, but I'm not exactly sure how to turn them off. Hmm. Well, 
Uh, if that's not going to work, I mean, that's fine. A plan A of going back out the way you came in is fine. Mm-hmm. But you're going to need a plan B. And um, from what I understand, on one side of that district, there's a wall. On the other side, there's a mountain. Um, and then the only other remaining side is a gate uh, that leads back outside, which is covered in checkpoints. So mm -hmm. you're going to have to figure out if either of those are viable, and if so, how. Because um, you are trying to rescue this man from the archive, right? Right. It's not going to do you any good to tag him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he just, like, kind of tags little sparkle. Mm-hmm. No, we need to get him out. Furthermore, uh, you need to factor in, you need to be aware, you need to factor in all of your timing. Um, did I hear you guys say something about a ritual to breathe underwater? Yeah. That's our goal is to use that when uh, once we get access to the tank. How long does that take to cast? She'll look at Orm and Randus. I believe it's already cast, so we just have to drink it and uh, the potion. The potion, and we're good to go. Mm, did you guys end up doing a potion, or did you end up buying the yeah. ritual to with the ritual? Well, must, we did must have gone to the ritual because I don't have it listed either. Well, how long does that take to cast? Time, ten minutes. And how long does it last with Depends the... on the check. Sure. Say on your average? Uh, on the average, four hours. Okay. On the high end, 24. On the low end, one hour. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll want to cast that. Four hours with my average. With yours? Oh, nice. With your average? Okay. So yeah, we'll want to cast that before we attack the tank so that we don't have to try to take a 10-minute pause while you cast it. Right. Um, as for extractions, I so we can hmm, try to think of some good options, and there are so few of them. Um, so one option is once we're in there, we can try to... So first priority is just get back to the building that we saw the locust tank uh, with that where it's going to do the water dump thing, which we'll see when we go in. Um, and if anyone gets separated, try to meet up there. We should also, I guess, how long does that telepathy thing work again? Uh, up eight to hours. eight hours. All right. Then we should have that going because if we get separated that way, we can uh, communicate. And that also will allow us to communicate silently when we're sneaking around. Mm -hmm. So yeah, first priority, get in, get back, get back out to that uh, research building, get back in the tank, leave. Um, when that he holds, inevitably... He holds <laughs> up a finger. You mean get back in that building, cast a ritual again so that your uh, target, target can breathe underwater, get him back into the tank, correct? Yes, that. We might actually want to have a potion for Lek then, 
so that if we are super crunched, we can just give him the potion and shove him in there. Okay. Well, for if we would just want one hour, then that's a paltry 125. 34,000, still very doable for next extended rest. 34,000? 3,400. 3,400. Okay. Um, I'd go for 3,400. The absolute last thing we want is that this takes a while, something goes wrong, and Lech drowns. Mm -hmm. Good call. Or just 5,000 for a cap of water breathing. Oh. Um, I mean, the potion should do us, but the cap is reusable, so I kind of like the cap. Whenever someone you need to be underwater again. True. <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll do that because any you know I I just don't see us having ten minutes to spare once we get out to that building, considering that uh we'll already have likely thrown up every alarm we can. Um. Is there like an attunement period for people to be able to use magic items? No. no. Magic items could just be used right away. Okay. And then, so yes, that's priority number one. Get there, give Lech the potion, get him in the back along with everyone else who's breathing water, get out. Um, I'll have a better idea when I see the operating crew, but I'm guessing the plan is just me go as operator. And depending on how many, they said like two, maybe three guards. So Two people also posing as guards um, can be really anyone, considering that we've all got hats of disguise to make ourselves look like those people. Um, now, once we get to that building, that still doesn't get us inside the archive. So the best bet is probably going to be, um, honestly, taking that building, attacking the researchers in there, which I don't like the idea of because it's more fighting that we're going to have to do and more chances for something to go wrong. But I can't see a good way for us to get you guys out of the back of the tank uh, without them noticing. We could try it, considering that they seemed very involved in their work and distracted. But, um, you know, be prepared to come out swinging, I guess. And then, considering that those guys go in and out of the archive, we might switch disguises to look like them. Um, Them plus associated guards to look like they're escorting them in for whatever it is they do. And that should hopefully get us close to Lek, considering that I'd assume that they're going at least near him uh, to continue on with this project. Okay. Okay. If we are taking the building, we should probably assume that there might be some violence. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant by taking the building. I meant beating up the researchers. How many were in there? Uh, Was it like three, Rodrigo? Uh, It was two when you were in there, but others had come in and out before. Okay. It was was two, but that number seems to vary. Uh, Hopefully we'll get a, a low head count when we get in. And Did there it seem to be any guards within the building? Uh, they came into the perimeter to escort them. They didn't seem to go in, as far as I could tell. So that's helpful. Plus, um, it seems like once people are holed up in there, they tend to stay in there for a long time. So hopefully these researchers won't go missed. 
Now, it's possible that they'd be like, you weren't scheduled to go up to into the archives until dinner time or something like that when we show up. So just let me do the talking there and hopefully I can get us through. But if we remain invisible, we should be fine, right? Oh, um, yeah, I suppose that's a good point. Though I figured I'd probably try to talk us in since um, the um, invisible can throw, throw up flags if you're making sounds of someone that shouldn't be there. Uh-huh. Yeah, those were pretty vigilant guards, it looked like. So I trust... It, it's a tough call, but I would still, I, I'd say I'm probably better at trying to lie us in there than relying on no one tripping over a twig. It would be better they heard me while I was invisible and immediately responded. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize that. Uh, how did they respond? I believe when they heard me, that actually began the incursion with that ended with guards in the building where you were. Oh, okay. Interesting. So yes, then absolutely we should just go in visible because if a invisible threat could lead them to check on that building and see the signs that we've not unconscious or, uh, then we're going to get into a lockdown situation very quickly. Um, I guess we should prepare for some kind of lockdown situation. I, I don't know their protocols. Um, But in the event that we basically get trapped inside the archive, then I think our best bet is going to try to be figuring out how it is they do what they do to keep the water out of the sewers turning and try to turn that off and go into the sewers. Um, It's dicey, but I trust Miranda's ability to probably disable it. Um, if we can find where that mechanism is, I would guess it would have to be somewhere on the lower floors, but I'm no engineer. In addition to this smashing grab, should we also be trying to uh, blow up the ro- the archive? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, well, I mean, not the whole building. I mean, any. I would say the highest priority is get Lech out and any research that he's got that is relevant. So Luck will hopefully be in a condition to tell us what needs to be set on fire. But we don't, um, unless, I don't know, Randis, can you set anything off that's like on a timer? Because we don't want any explosions going on while we're still in there. <laughs> I think I could probably rig something up. Yeah, then that would be great. Because mm-hmm. I'm all for doing tons and tons of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not for getting caught in explosions or getting panics, salamanders, coil people attacking me while things are exploding around me. If you've never run away from an explosion, you have yet to earn your keep as a hero. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I've run away from explosions. It's not pleasant. I'm, that's why I'm trying to avoid it again. Good call. You guys had a locust tank blow up on top of you before. Yeah. Like, literally, just like, yeah. Did we lead towards the imaginary camera in slow motion? Um, Uh, I thought you basically did when you grabbed Sparkle. I was like, no! No! Yeah, that was was much more of a... uh, um, 
moment of danger than a like walking away from the facility blowing things up yeah that's that's the goal is to get to walk to the away from the facility and like as opposed to the oh god it's burning around me uh all right so yeah plan a get back out to the uh research building plan b find and disable the sewer system and go out through the sewers uh plan c we go to the point in the wall that we got over um and try to go back through the way we did when the construction crew came and hope that whatever chaos we cause uh might allow us to slip through using some invisibility potions Okay. We'll try to keep in telepathic communication as much as possible. If something happens, the ritual fails, um, someone stops responding. Um, I guess meet back at point A, the uh, the research building, and try to remain hidden while we wait for a further rendezvous. Uh, but yeah, try, try not to be separated as much as possible. <laughs> she like looks at teach. It's like, that seemed sound good to you. Um, what happens if you get separated, if you actually make it out, but you have to make it out through different, uh, directions. Mm-hmm. Where are you meeting up? Good point. Meet, uh, can I tell them all to meet back here? I suppose. Uh, with the caveat that if you're being followed, you might want to not do that. Yeah, that's totally fair. All right. Um, If you feel confident, uh, she like kind of like looks at Randis. I was going to say, if you feel confident that you're not being followed, but I'm not sure that all of you would know if you were being followed. So if you... Rendezvous will be back at the fish shop we went to. Um... If you we get separated, go there, order yourself some fish, and hang out until we all meet up. If we have tails, that way at least those of us who are better at spotting that will hopefully spot it, and then we can all be together. They might not. My guess is, I mean, if they're not in aggressive pursuit, that they will try to wait until we all get there to attack, uh, and then we'll have better chances. <laughs> if you get attacked when you're on the way out, run. Works for me. All right. All right. And you already have all of these things, the potions, the cap, all that stuff is already ready to go. Uh, Randis needs to take care of the cap since we just thought about that. But Mm. I think everything else should be good. Oh, um, operational names, use them when we're in uh, in there. if we have to talk to each other, use the truant names we gave you. They'll be expecting truants. They won't be expecting people from not around here. And if they find realize that you're people from not around here, um, there could be repercussions for you back home. That's why we use these names. Got it. Okay. All, All right. right so. Well, we're about to go on our... You guys are about to go on your like first official terrifying run. <laughs> so... So we're going to spend some time making a rebreather. Okay. In hat form. 
<laughs> hat breather. It looks just like that thing that Black Manta wears on his head. Nice. Uh, it's like uh, the the description is you are at home in the water wearing this wax coated cap. <laughs> so it's like, is this supposed to be like a shower cap? Is that what a the, bathing cap from the nineteen twenties? Uh, swimming. Yeah. Cap. It has like rubber duckies on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so another hour spent on that, and then did I hear right that one of the potential exits is um, chugging invisibility potions and climbing over the wall? Yeah, correct. <laughs> so everybody has a an invisibility potion with them, and B a means to climb over the wall, right? Over, through. Don't we have uh, gloves through. of climbing and Jado stuff? Patata. Yeah, I, I've got both gloves of climbing and wall walker boots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I just have like the random potion of buff my athletics check, which I think is not going to cut it for as steep of that uh, wall was described as. Mm. And I don't Do know the that gloves we... of climbing work for this type of escarpment. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you could give one or the other of those. Yeah, so you can phase, Randis can phase. What's Orem's plan? The gloves of climbing. Okay, you also have gloves of climbing? Yeah. So yeah, if I could get one of Ket's two climbing items, that should uh, do the trick. And what about Lek? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Can, he car- um, can um, Ket carry him? No. <laughs> Neither can sparkle. Um, can either of you phasing types bring a friend? Uh, no. Checking. Do, 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 do. Which invisibility thing did we get? I just Potions. have a invisibility potion. I also have the enshrouded candle for if we need to do a group invisibility, but then, you know, uh, we all have to stick together in a pretty close radius. Yeah, it doesn't seem like I have the ability to carry passengers. All right. Uh, then we need another item so that we don't have to like do shenanigans of hauling someone over and then tossing the item back on the other side. <laughs> Question. Uh, hmm. How big is Little Sparkle? She is about five foot two. If someone is going to climb over a wall carrying a person... That person is going to have to hang on to the someone because the someone will be climbing with their arms. Thus, theoretically, a large enough person could, in fact, have multiple people hanging on to him. Yes. If I were to wear the boots and carry both you and Lek in the worst case scenario over the wall. Oh, I see. Um, so that there's a lot of if coming off of that plan, which involves that all three of us wind up <laughs> at the wall together. <laughs> I'm sorry, I <clears throat> never mind. That <laughs> was entirely that? out of character. There's a lot of if coming off of that plan. There's a lot of if coming off of every plan we've ever done, but that's okay. Yeah. We're good. We're happy. Hmm. And Rodrigo, we've determined that the thickness of the wall is greater than five squares. Uh, no, it's probably 
right around there because otherwise you have to have like, a line of sight to oh use right, your... right right yeah that was yeah because otherwise randas randas wouldn't have been able to do it no. to get across if it was more than five squares right it's like more than three oh well friend. there you go i say either of the either the gauntlets or the wall walkers yeah, are only five thousand gold so yeah <laughs> we were just gonna kit uh Leck out. It's like now wherever you want to go adventure and tinker, you've got gear for it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have residuum. Boy, I hope he doesn't turn out to be working for them out of his own accord. <laughs> it's like, no, guys, I they offered me Here's a really good fifty thousand dollars worth of helpful stuff, and then he stabs us in the back. <laughs> go for it if we have it. Okay. So That's what cool. are you making now? Go with the gauntlets. Gauntlets. Okay, I'll make those. Won't the boots be better? Uh, the boots... Uh, the boots require him to literally run up the wall. Oh, okay. Uh, and if his speed is poor or something happens, he's gonna... Okay. Drop boys. The gauntlets are actually just... He climbs. It's okay. It's actual climb speed. Okay. Whereas the boots, if you don't... Uh, you have to maintain momentum. Yes. <laughs> okay. If you begin your turn standing on a horizontal surface, you can walk on walls as if they were horizontal surfaces. If you're not on a horizontal surface uh, sufficient to bear your weight at the end of your move, you fall to the ground, taking damage accordingly. And yeah. we don't know how good luck is at playing so Mirror's Edge, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it does have a daily of walk on walls if they were horizontal surfaces until the end of the encounter, but. All right, so make some gloves. Uh, the okay. gauntlets also, since they're gauntlets of swimming and climbing, mm. uh, would help definitely in good. either of our export situations. Exactly. Excellent. Very well, then. Fashioning a uh, matching helm and glove set. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looks it, like flippers. <laughs> lovely yellow plastic. Some fins. Uh, and and some water wings. They look like the gloves yes. that my mom would use to wash Which dishes in 1979. Yeah. He looks like a frog man. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Lots of things. Uh, what if he gets stuck and one of them won't pull up? And he... uh, All right. So I think we have a plan. Okay. We have a plan, we have a backup plan, we have a tertiary backup plan. Oh, and bombs. Build bombs. <laughs> bombs with timers. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, boss. That walk. Yeah, that walk. Oh, yes. You have to wind them up first. No, I actually don't make them walk, because then you don't know where they'll go. <laughs> You cannot this make point. bombs. Those are, are copyright. How large <laughs> was the archive building did we estimate? Very large. Multiple floors. How many did we see? Uh, there's like was on 13th. Yeah. So. And that wasn't so in the top theory. It was not the top. No. Uh, it's probably. Um, it's not like a super duper huge high rise building. It's probably maybe 20 stories, maybe a little bit more. It's hard to tell after a while because they don't, it's not like an office building where it just has like windows at every story. Like it mm -hmm. just, 
kind of does different things on different floors. So for all you know, you'll walk in and in a random floor, it'll be like three floors worth of stuff and it'll just be a giant warehouse. Like who knows how, you know, the floors actually work, but it is about 20 stories. Okay. Well, then the question becomes, if we firebomb a building of that size, A, how many firebombs are we actually going to utilize? And B, how many people on the upper floors are probably not going to survive the experience? And, of course, uh, question C, do we actually worry about such things? So... I mean, it's a tough call. Like, I know someone that um, I trust and like a lot that works inside that platform. Um, it's kind of the... I try to avoid civilian casualties as much as possible. Um, but then there's a lot of people there that are just very much not civilians. So mostly I think what we're trying to blow up is infrastructure. Uh, I don't think that we're going to do enough damage to the building with the bombs that we're going to want to take in there to take the whole thing down. It's really just a matter of blowing up Lex research and possibly causing damage to any other particularly exciting looking projects. Mm. So precision strikes. Yes. Okay. Mm. Lots, lots of smoke. That way uh, it, it looks bigger than it is. That way it causes people flame. to move that way and away from us. Oh yeah, that, want, that's a that's a very good idea. We want fire to encompass and destroy any and all research. Yes, incendiary. Um, okay, and uh, if you can make them, I guess I don't know how complicated they are, but it would be good to possibly have uh, each of us have a few of them because, especially if they can produce smoke or uh, fire that can help cover an escape, that would be potentially useful. Start checking some alchemical ingredient or uh, formulas here. So yeah, I don't know, uh, like how much we want towards actual mechanical explosiveness or just story effective timing. <laughs> so whatever is cheapest. Well, you know, there's always good old alchemist fire. <laughs> Yeah, Al Alchemist Fire and um, what's it called? Tinder Twigs are those the ones that make big plumes of smoke? Sounds right. Let's see. Flashbang Powder. Yeah, that sounds great. Can I just use Magic Missile to ignite stuff? I no. Think it, that explicitly doesn't set things on fire. Yeah, it's force. You can use it to poke holes in things. If it's a device that simply makes fire, there's no need for me to carry one. <laughs> yes. And where there's fire, if, there's smoke, generally. Well, there, where there's a car, there can certainly be fire. And then, yeah, if we actually want these as combat items, like, you know, how there, there are varying tiers, so... I mostly see this as a out-of-combat solution to just <laughs> wrecking rooms that we're leaving. So I would say lowest tier. <laughs> lowest tier for Alchemist Fire. It's just a plus nine to attack, 2d6 fire damage. Or no, that's just that's level six, even level one. Just plus four to attack, 1d6 damage for 20 gold each. 
Level 16 is 1,800. Plus nice. To attack, 46 damage. Yeah, those are relatively quite cheap. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, some of that's some blasting powder, and I say, well, it'll be good. <laughs> the blasting powder is quite a bit more expensive. Is it? Yeah. It's uh, basically for similar level, 6,800. Oh, that's brutal. Isn't it? You can make a stealth check against the target with a bonus, plus four bonus. If you succeed, you are hidden from that enemy. I <laughs> mean, little sparkle would probably benefit fairly well. Is it just like a stealth item that just produces smoke? Yeah, well, it's uh, an attack that uh, targets fortitude, uh, creates a burst which contains smoke that lasts until the end of your next turn and lightly obscures the area. So I actually have like a uh, wondrous item that does that by itself, uh, which is like that that smoking bottle I have. Uh, uh, we bought a little while back, so I think we're good on that <laughs> front. Then I'd say just things that go boom. Okay. Like even uh, like a thunderstone that just makes a loud noise might be useful. Because yeah, it's two fifty gold for a level eight flash powder, which is the lowest level. Mm-hmm. Death cap spores. That sounds bad. <laughs> Smoke stick. What'd you call me? <laughs> uh, there's probably a. Smoke sticks are only 150 each. Basically, just doesn't have the attack aspect to it to do an instant hide. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, again, I've got the jar of steam, so I'm probably good. But, um, but anyone, the rest of you guys, it could give you an opportunity to like drink the potion of invisibility and run away. So, and considering how dirt cheap those are, I'd say like everyone load up. So, well, is it literally one hour to make each of these items? Oh, because if yeah, so, then is. not. Let's not do that. Because then you're going to be doing that all morning and miss your yep. window. Yep. Okay. Never mind. Uh, we could also just make a quick trip back to the, uh, Murder Town fence and just <laughs> buy those things. Ah. Unless Teach happens to have any. <laughs> just lying around. Lying around, yeah. I take that as a no. <laughs> yeah. Reaches into a cabinet. Pulls out this little bag. And hands it to uh, Orem. Ooh, what's this? Oh, it's a uh, anointment. It will make your feet feel great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Put a little on my feet. Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh. I reach into my bag and pull out a little potion. Use this on your hair. Oh, I'm sad. Like, <sighs> like, oh, this smells pretty nice. Yeah. He, like, stuffs it into his robes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then I think we've got all the basics we need. Why don't we make a quick trip to Murder Town, pick up some things that go boom, and then... <laughs> 
get going. Okay. Um, teach. Thank you for everything. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I think I think it's going to be okay. Um, and when we see each other again, I've been working on another project we should talk about. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm really sorry about flowers. That's all right. Uh, I wish I had helped you more in this, in all of this, but I'm getting a little old and I really, it's really become much more of a ministry here in Murder Town nowadays. I feel that I can do a lot more good that way. I mean, that's always where your heart was. If you can make your way back here at some point, we will talk about other things. And he turns to the other ones and says, well, truants. And then just walks out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also noticing that Alchemist Fire does half damage on miss. Oh, that's perfect. Isn't that? Yeah. I mean, that just pretty useful there. We could stock up on super cheap ones and just set everything on fire. (laughs) Just do our own magic missile. Yeah, man. (laughs) Auto damage. All right. So, yeah. Uh, then we'll do a quick trip to Scarf, get a bunch of Alchemist Fire, and head to the tank. Okay. Everybody down? Ready, break. Mm-hmm. Sneaky. Yep. Okay. You guys get out of the tavern and make it over to Scarf's place. Cool. There are a lot of crossbows pointed at you at any given point but then everybody puts them down great scarf uh, comes out from behind a corner oh hey guys hey hello so are you, you looking for something else yeah um, we were hoping t- you might have a um, something that would let us climb and b uh, some things that explode. Hmm. I'd have to look in my stocks for climbing, but we get frequent requests for explosives, so you'll have to be more specific. <laughs> uh, Alchemist Fire should do the trick. Oh, yeah, I've got some. How much do you want? Uh, let's go with five of them. Five vials? Yes, please. Alright, let me see what I got here. Let me pull up my abacus. Five vials. And I'll give you guys a deal. That'll be 1,750 gold. Done and done. She'll count out the gold. And I can deduct this from my total. Okay. 1,750 you said? So those are five level 11 alchemist fires. What else? Uh, what was it? Did we sign on gloves of climbing? Gauntlets. Yeah, gauntlets of swimming and climbing. Uh, let's see. Gauntlets of swimming and climbing. 
So one pair. Yep. All right, that's 5,000 gold. Okay. We'll take them. What else? Uh, 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 nobody. Or, sorry, was it Mr. No One? Was that his name? His Randall's name? Mr. Nothing. So she'll look at uh, Mr. Nothing. Did you have a time to make the cap, or should we buy that here too? Well, you could have made the cap if you wanted. I mean, presumably you were actually like working on things while people were discussing. <laughs> while we were working out logistics. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that was one of the first things brought up. Cool. Uh, everyone have a potion of invisibility plus the spare? Yep, I believe yep. so. I made five plus one. Cool. Um... Yeah, then I think that should be good. Can I interest you guys while you're here? Um, I just got in uh, this and he pulls out a white feather. This thing turns into a sail <laughs> for a ship. Mm? Yeah. And obviously it's magical. The wind need not be blowing and it'll just fill up and move your ship at a normal pace. Does it do anything if you don't have a ship? Uh, no, it's a, it's for, he like looks at it and he's like, looks kind of dejected. Like, no, it's, it's for ships. Think we're good. Mm-hmm. All right, just thought I'd offer. Just got it in, and you guys are good customers. I appreciate it, but yeah, we uh, don't think we're going to need any non-sailing ship or ships without sails at the moment. So, all right. How much is it? Out of curiosity, though. Uh, I'll give it to you for five hundred gold. Price, you never know when it'll come up. All right, I'll take he it. Puts it. Yeah, he puts it in a little, uh, little case. And gives it a little sparkle. What should I write this down as? It's Qual's feather sail. It's Q U A A L apostrophe S. Then feather, then sail. A level twelve magic item. How's it compare speed wise to uh, I? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember actually. I don't care if we ever got a name Proud for those things. Uh, what? Huh? Oh, are you talking about those? Uh, I think the that went motor with, rings. I think that went with the ship that we sold. Oh, did it? Yeah, it did. Okay, fair enough. But so, but I was just wondering what the name of that is, so I can say like, you know, how fast this thing goes. Oh. Uh, those are. I don't know. We call them uh, river rings. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they're not actual magic items. I just made those up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how how about how fast does the uh, the feather sail propel your ship, or does it just basically conjure the sail, and then it depends on the wind? No, it, it 
will move your ship as fast as your ship could go uh, if, if the wind was wind. blowing. But it depends and depends on the ship, right? So a big, uh, big merchant ship will not move as fast as a maybe a little uh, wave cutter kind of thing. Makes sense. Well, cool. Thanks. Uh, hopefully, see you soon. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, sorry about the all the crossbows again. It's the heat's been on. Oh no, I absolutely understand. Reasonable precaution. Well, come back anytime. All right, have a good day. <laughs> Thanks. All right, and time to go to uh, Greywater. Greywater, you say? Perhaps mm-hmm. we will do that next time on Critical Hit. <laughs> Thank you once again for downloading and listening, sharing it with a friend. Thank you for everyone who puts those fine, uh, those nice comments over on iTunes. That's very nice of you. We enjoy reading those. And thank you, everyone, who spreads the word of Critical Hit far and wide. We get emails from people saying that they tell people all the time to uh, check out the show. If you want to uh, you know, make a flyer or something and hang it in your local game shop, if they allow that kind of thing, that would be great. If you're in a uh, user group or forum uh, that talks about uh, games, we appreciate anybody who uh, shares the information there. The more people that share and the more people that listen, the greater the show becomes. It's like magic, right? But not magic because it's Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you again. And until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 